the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I'm talking to Esther Mueller, who is the ultimate connoisseur of real estate internationally all over, um, and so smart. But Esther also owns a school. Um, it's called the Academy for Continuing Education. Esther, you want to tell us about your school? And would you tell everybody, because so many people with all the real estate shows want to be in real estate, would you go through the school and what you have to do to get into the real estate business and then maybe what you need to be successful? Okay. So the first thing you could do is just go online. You don't even need to go in person anywhere today because of Corona, it's become much more popular. So you find the site. My own site is realestateacademy.com. So I'm doing a little promotion here. Realestateacademy.com. If you're driving, I'm going to post it on my site so you can look at my site. I'll have it posted if you're driving. We don't want you to have an accident. So go to Esther's site, realestateacademy.com. You can then see all the reasons what it takes. It goes through the process of what you need to do. It's probably the least expensive business and profession to come into. Uh, For less than $500, you are able to get a real estate license and study and be able to get coaching while you're preparing for the course. So, one, you come in to find yourself the time so that you can do it in the middle of the night. You could do it during the day. Whenever you have time, you can come on and off this online real estate academy, and you take the classes. And once you take the classes and you complete 75 hours, you get an exam online. And the only time you come in person is when you're ready to go to the state exam. And it's as simple as just going in and following the process. Before you do, it's a good idea to kind of take a look at where do you want to be. Do you want to work for a small company or a large company? Because where you go and where you select to be sponsored, you need to be sponsored by a company. For example, if you got your license and you passed, in order to get your license, you need to choose. So if you choose Douglas Elliman, you go visit and you see what training are you being given. 
So training is a very important part because it's not as simple a business as watching it on television. No, not at all. Yeah. So, so I think that the process to get the license within two weeks, if you spend time, uh, and you might still be working and thinking of getting your license, you can do both at the same time. And once you get it, the next question you want to ask is, where is the best place for me to practice? Because practicing this profession is the most important part in who you team up with. And I suggest that you team up with either one person that you know in the industry or a team that's very active, and you can really learn how to work the business. I don't think you can come into it part-time. I think to get your license and be a referral agent is is a different game. It's You don't really need to know real estate as much as the people and connecting. So well, let for me that purpose, this. yeah, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt, but let me say this. First of all, I do believe you should interview a couple of companies, okay, just, just so that you have, like, a reference of a couple of companies and see what's, what works for you and where you feel most comfortable. And, again, I'm a believer of picking an area that you kind of know or that you have, you know, people or you have business there because that always helps. Um, it's 100%. not necessary, but it, but it, it can't hurt. I mean, if you, if you know the area and you know some people – and if you get involved, like if you're involved in a club or you're involved in, in some kind of an organization or even the PTA, you're involved with the schools, okay, that's always really good. And let me say this. I never planned to go into real estate, okay? It was just one, right. you know, I was in the record business. I was supposed to be a teacher. Then I didn't make enough money. And I don't know. It was a fluke. I was going to do it part-time. I went for my was going for my certification in financial planning, and I said, oh, I'll just do this, and I told the guy that I was working for, and as soon as I get certified in financial planning and I get my Series 7, I'm out of here. Well, as you see, I'm still here, and I have to tell you, I don't know of another profession that I could have done what I've done. Me, it's never boring because there's always new people. You're meeting just right. such I mean, it's never boring. It's not like a job that you go in the same people every day, okay? You meet people from all over, all different types of people, and many of them, after the deals are over, you stay in touch with, um, not only because of business, but because you, you're really dealing with someone's personal life. In other words, you really, like commercial real estate is more about numbers and but when it's residential, that person's going to live there, and they really share a lot with you. You become their really confidant. And I don't want to say anything about these shows because half the people that are on them worked for us. Uh, right. However, okay, uh, so, you know, and it's wonderful to sell a $25 million house, but I just had Paul Brennan on, and he said, I sold the twenty five million dollars house, but I also sold the seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars house. So you know, um, and it, you know, it takes a while. You just don't go walk into it. It takes a while, and it's a lot of hard work. And again, there's no such thing in my mind that you say, "Oh, gee, I'm going home," if you're in the middle of putting a deal together. So 
but you can be flexible. I was able to have a small daughter and able to work, you know, um, kind of flexible hours. And when I used to bring her in the office sometimes when I didn't have a babysitter. Uh, but I have to tell you, it wasn't something I planned, but gosh, it was the best profession you could be in and interesting opportunities. I mean, I just uh, love it. And everybody wants to know about it. After a while, you want to say, please, enough with the real estate questions. I call it Esther, the universal language. Everybody wants to know about real estate. It's true. And everybody calls me a workaholic because, because you are constantly working. But, but I don't think of what I do for one minute is work because I love just what you said, the people that I help, I live vicariously through my clients. When they're happy and we found their home, I'm happy. And, you know, the investment part has been great because I've been in the industry, uh, I hate to say it gives out my age, but almost 40 years. And to see so many of my people who enjoy the investment, they enjoy their retirement because they invested properly. And so there's nothing to me, and you, Dottie, know, you know, empowering women, uh, women who, you know, thought there's a ceiling and they can't make any more money. And the reality of it is there is no ceiling if your work ethics are correct and you really love it. And so I think you need to love, I think you really need to love people. You need to be tolerant. You need to be able to understand the numbers. And by the way, you're looking for an investment today in Manhattan. If you buy an apartment to rent it out, it's crazy. I mean, the rental market has gone. And, you know, I own a, I own a lot of rental properties, and I'm embarrassed at the kind of rents that we're getting today. But it generates, yeah. New York City is the highest rent in the United States. It is the high, isn't it? It's amazing. And Brooklyn, look at Brooklyn. I'm a girl from Brooklyn. How could this happen that everybody wants to go and live in Brooklyn? It's amazing. So, you know, I mean, you and I have seen the cycle, and, I, and I'm and i also invested in real estate and not the stock market, and I love my Apple, but, you know, it gives me heart attacks every day. And real estate doesn't. It's bricks. It's mortar. I don't have to look at what my real estate investment is like on a daily basis. It's it's very secure. It's very safe. But I think you need to work with a professional. I don't think you can do it on your own. I wouldn't even attempt it. I wouldn't even attempt it. Uh, but let me say this. And those of you who are new to it, you don't have to buy the most expensive thing. And sometimes if you have somebody who's really close and you get a good attorney and you map out a partnership agreement, you could do it with a bunch of people. I mean, in other words, if you Correct. have some, okay, you can, as long as you have a good agreement, like what happens if somebody wants to get out, what happens if someone doesn't put in their share. But I really believe that my first house, okay, I didn't even want to buy it. My dad was like, you have to get a house, you have to buy real estate. And I collected a little bit of money because I was in a car accident when I was younger. And I had to wait till I was like 18 or 21 before I collected it. So I wanted to go to Europe and everything like that. And my father said, no, you're going to buy a house. So it was a crappy house, but it was in a good area. It was like cheapest house in a decent area. And 
it was the tiniest house that anybody could have ever lived in. Actually, if you sat in the kitchen and you, 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 you sat in a chair and you leaned back, you'd hit into the refrigerator. That's how tiny it was. But I bought it, and it was probably even overpriced. I mean, it was a neighbor's house. I just bought it. I didn't know anything about real estate. I just bought it. Well, that house went up in value. I then sold half of it to friends of mine and owned 50% of it. And then we took that, and I parlayed that into getting my first house that I actually lived in um, with very little money. And believe me, I think that people don't realize you don't need to have the 20%. Um, And Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, as, as long as you are willing to hold it for a while um, and you really go with your broker. Like I say, there's good deals don't last. There's no steals. But if you have a broker, when they say go see something, you got to be quick because anything that's good is gone. But totally. I think it's and, Yeah, and if you have young, young people listening now that are paying $2,000 or $3,000 rent a month uh, or even 1500 there are studios I know because I have I have two of them. At one is three hundred thousand dollars, the other one is three hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Beautiful that you can come in as your first house. Like Dottie had her first investment. I had the same story as Dottie. My first investment. I have a three hundred square foot little studio that I bought twenty five years ago on Madison Avenue. Nothing. I get crazy wind. I get wind that is an amazing. So today you can still go to Manhattan and you can find yourself a, a little apartment and don't be so choosy that if it doesn't have a view, you don't want to live in it. You need to compromise sometimes with your first investment and even your second one. But they are available right here in New York City. Well, yes, yeah, so they're available wherever. Uh, you just have to stick with it because inventory is tight. And let me say this. I know the millennials love real estate, but they also like nice things and they want everything brand new. But if you find something that's structurally sound but it needs just right. a little updating, you know, sometimes right. just a can of paint um, and clearing stuff out um, can make a whole difference. And you have totally. to start somewhere. You have to get in the game. So, you know, if you can't do it yourself, you can also do it with friends. And in certain cases, you can, you know, put 5 or 10% down. You can, you know, if it's a certain price, you know, you might be able to get an FHA. Not everybody will take it. But you could go PMI and put 5 or 10% down. Well, and doctors, so, there, are, there are banks that give doctors certain professions they give preference to. I know doctors are given preferences where 5% down gets you into an apartment. So it really is something to uh, to think about seriously and not, you know, maybe you won't go out to some of these dinners, uh, you know, uh, which you could do away with. But there is, you know, I feel the way Dottie does. It's, there's no way you can, there's no way you can lose with real estate if you don't, you know, if you, you work with someone who knows what they're doing. You know, locations are important. Where you buy is very important. 
uh, what what is the predicted future, what's the transportation. These are all reasons why people would stay in the neighborhood. The reason Manhattan is just so high in wind is because it has access to everything, the theater, uh, the museums, your job, uh, restaurants, everything. That's why it's it's the global community of the world. And that's why in real estate, where you invest is important in terms of the location. Yes, yes. And, again, if it's not Manhattan, okay, that's why you want to work with a good broker who knows real estate and knows, you know. And, again, it's not that you're going to steal anything. I don't know that there's steals. But you can, you know, find good deals. And you never know. I always tell people if your offer is not accepted, because sometimes if the house is just or the apartment's just on the market and they get a deal right away, they, you know, they might say, well, let me just wait a little bit. It's the first deal I just got, and I've only had it on the market two days. So if you don't leave the – say, well, I'm leaving a standing offer. Like, don't take the offer away. Just leave it. Say, if you get someone who pays more, great, but I'm going to leave my offer. Because sometimes the first offer is the best, and the person doesn't take it. So I just can't say enough about this, you know, and you can call Esther or myself for at school and we'll always, um, I I, I can't, I just can't say, God, I don't know, I was just very lucky. That's one of the things that fate came into my way because that I ended up in this business. It was a great, it's a great business. And um, like I said, it's not work. I agree. Now, I know I have 10 minutes left with you, so I want to just, touch on a subject that has nothing to do with real estate, but, okay, um, Esther has a son who is a genius, uh, but when I first met Esther and I said, you know, we, and I was, her son was in charge of Barbie, and I love Barbie. I played with her all the time. I made clothes. I bought clothes. I had Matt. I had Ken. I had everything, and I spent I you had every ten? day with my friends playing with Barbie dolls. And right, right. what he says, and I'll never forget that he got me a Barbie, um, you know, from another country. Oh, yeah, he got me Barbie dolls. Money. Now, he really is another genius, okay? Could you tell us a little about him and now the latest movie that's coming out, which I don't know how you're going to get it to see because it's going to be mob. But tell us. Okay. Well, first of all, is your radio show a few hours? Because I admit to the fact that he's my one and only child, and he happens to be a boy, and he happens to still play with toys because he's the president of Mattel, which is the largest toy company in the world. And Barbie doll, 20 years ago, Nobody wanted to play with her because the girls, little girls like Dottie and myself grew up and uh, culture decided that being skinny and uh, blonde is not the solution to the girl power. So my son, Richard Dixon, was hired 20 years ago to come into Mattel and he took the doll and he turned her into 27 different colors and 18 different shapes. And Barbie's now the number one doll and empowering little girls all over the world. And there's a movie, Barbie, that's coming out next month. 
So I hear music in the background. Am I off or on? Well, we're ending the segment. But Esther, you'll uh, have to come back and I will call you during the week. We'll have to get together. And like I said, you're my Barbie. They call him the King, World Series hero, Jimmy Laritz. And they call the cop with over 100 years of law enforcement in his family's blue blood, Tommy Settner. Together, they're the king and the cop. Talking about all things cop talk, current events, sports, entertainment, and more. Joined by Robin DeLore, America's favorite Jersey girl. Listen to the king and the cop. Weekdays at noon on AM 970. The answer. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes like Marine Corps Corporal Seth Rasmussen. Seth was one of five Marines killed in a training accident when his Osprey aircraft crashed in California. He was just 21 years old. Seth is survived by his wife and high school sweetheart, Avery, and their infant son. Tunnel to Towers reached out to Avery within days of Seth's death to tell her she would receive a mortgage-free home. Tunnel to Towers has helped over 1,000 military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of a mortgage payment. Support our nation's heroes and their families. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's T, the number two, T.org. $1,000. That's how much you can get when you trade in your owned or leased vehicle and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda, your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. They all choose Bay Ridge Honda for their quality and their service. Browse from over 150 new Honda vehicles and over 80 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. Right Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,000 when you turn in your owned vehicle or your leased vehicle and purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy from them, they want your car. Visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in beautiful Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details and 6 30 2023 visit dennis prager sign up today for an unforgettable experience in israel this october mike gallagher and i are traveling to the holy land on the stand with israel tour with our trusted partner inspiration cruises and tours this trip of a lifetime to israel is one you don't want to miss register today before it's too late at stand with israel tour StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. AM 970, The Answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. We've had some amazing guests, and uh, the guest that I'm going to have on next is an icon. Um, I'm not sure if she's on the line because we're a little early yet, but she's an icon, and she'll be on in a few minutes. Uh, she is a 13-time award-winning theater and film producer, 
and she was uh, just given the recent Tony, and that's Wendy Fetterman. And I have to tell you, she is probably one of the nicest people that I know. Um, it never goes to head, and one of the smartest people I know. So she's going to be with us. Um, and I really feel that today we just had a host of great guests. Uh, and as far as the uh, Tony Awards, she's going to be talking about all the shows on Broadway and what you should see. Um, and you're, you're not going to want to miss that. So she should be on any second. And until then, I just want to say I love doing this show. I've been doing it God knows how long now. Um, I love our audience. I love when you write to me and ask questions, and I'd love to hear from you. Uh, tell me if there's any questions you want or anything you want discussed, uh, and I'm glad to uh, go through that. I get You can get me at DottieHerman.com. You can email me um, or just go on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, just email me, um, and I will make sure. Wendy? Um, I just gave the most wonderful introduction to you because it's true. You are an icon. You are a role model for women and men. Uh, you are, I just told everyone that you are um, a 13-time award for theater and film producer, and you just won, were, won, won the recent Tony. I uh, am the nicest, one of the nicest people I know, and of course, Aww. No, and I, well, I just well. feel it's just a privilege to have you on the show. And I'd love you to tell us what's going on and what we should see. Tony, that you just won, by the way, congratulations. And I think I did Thank think you. you. Congratulations. But, yes, you um, did. You said it. You're the best. Yeah. So tell us about it, please. It was a wonderful evening. Um, I think for the, those of your audience that watched, had the chance to see snippets of all the great musicals that ran this season, some which are still uh, around and open, and I suggest everybody go see. I'm very thrilled that two of my shows were honored with best in their category, Tom Stoppard's masterpiece play, Leopoldstadt, and the beautiful musical revival of Parade. So I'm thrilled about that. My Life of Pi received three Tony Awards as uh, the scenic designery, the, the, the lighting, the, it, it is an incredible, beautiful, beautiful show, New York, New York, which had nine nominations. We won for the best set, but also great, great, great show. Again, there's so much to choose from. I really often wonder how voters or how we do it. It's very difficult to, to pick, but I'm thrilled and delighted for the cast and creatives, and I'm honored to work with them. And... It's really quite wonderful. So we are actually already in the tw what is considered the 23-24 Broadway season. Anything that opens, you know, post-Tony Awards, we're going forward, and it's exciting. And there's actually a fabulous musical. It's going to be considered a new musical because it's new to Broadway, but it was actually down at the Public Theater almost 10 years ago. It's called Here Lies Love written by David Byrne and Fatboy Slim, and it's basically a story about the Marcuses, Imelda Marcus. And what makes this even more unique, outside of the fact those are two great creatives, is that it's going to be the first show on Broadway that will be an immersive show, meaning the Broadway theater has been turned in almost to a nightclub in a way, 
about the orchestra has been turned to a dance floor and you can dance stand it's about a 90 minute show you can move with the actors you have choices you can come and you can get you can buy a standing ticket if you're someone like myself that likes to move and groove and be around with what's going on you're welcome to get a seated ticket but the entire theater has sort of been turned into a Filipina fabulous nightclub. It is incredible. The show was incredible years ago. Our director, Alex Timbers, is really just about the tops in town with Moulin Rouge and Beetlejuice and many other great credits to his name. And we finally are getting it into a Broadway theater, and I think it's going to be the most fun outside of being a great show. It's kind of going to be like a nightclub and theater experience all in one. And that's at the Broadway Theater. We start first previews tonight, as a matter of fact. Tonight's first preview, and then we officially open in July 20th. I have to tell so you that's kind you, of exciting. You're talking about Amelda Marcus, and probably about, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, I got a call from someone who was representing Amelda Marcus's estate, which is in the Mauritius. And, you know. Mm-hmm of drive through this kind of iffy, kind of not great area, and then you go to this magnificent, uh, it's on the water. The whole thing is all water and all these different houses. um, And, you know, it needed a little work, but it was, they were selling the whole thing, and her shoes were all there. Uh, (laughs) And it was, you know, it was... Like an incredible, I mean, it was the most beautiful property. It was, and they had room for a, a helicopter to, you know, you could, they had room to make a helicopter landing to get there. Uh, and we had, you know, we had different kind of buyers, but people that were looking to, like, I think uh, the priests were going to put a monastery there, all different people. But it was one of the most interesting properties that I've ever dealt with, and I got that lead from a story that was in the, I think it was in, um, I don't know, not Newsweek, it was in one of the big magazines, and it was, oh, it was in New York Magazine, it was called The Broken Planet, which was me, okay, and I had just, you know, I was in the, and they said, you know, in those days, Sometimes, you know, if you weren't in the Hamptons or in that area, if you weren't in um, the Maidstone and you couldn't get in, they were like, well, she can't get in the Maidstone and she couldn't get there because, you know, her parents didn't come in on the Mayflower and all this stuff they wrote. And they said, but she is taking the market over. But then people wrote, yeah, but her customers probably shop at the Gap. You know, it was kind of a whole story. And I took a picture in my SL on, on, and because of that article, whoever represented her called me and said, I read all about you, and I want you to represent this property. And it was crazy of, story. <laughs> okay. And boy, did she have shoes. How many shoes did she have? I forgot. I mean, it was like amazing. Oh, gosh. I, I, it was probably crazy, but, you know, this was just a a musical, David Byrne came up with this idea to write it. I guess if you want to call it not quite a modern version of, of, of Evita, but his interpretation of what was going on, you know, what this couple, uh, 
did, and I guess their family still sort of is involved over there in, in, in Philippine politics. It's quite a fascinating, fascinating story. But again, it's it's just going to be a great night out for people that want to come see something um, fun and new and different and want to have the experience, again, to either be in the show in terms of participating in moving around with the actors or just like to sit back and watch and have some great cocktails. It's going to be, it's a great night out. But let's all remember there were still, you know, some wonderful shows that are still running. Uh, I've still got going around. There's still Moulin Rouge and Hades Town. For those of you, if you watch the Tony Awards and you heard Leah Michelle sing Don't Rain on My Parade, the closing incredible number, we are, we've got Leah. We're open till September 6th. I know you went to see Adati. She is a, it's a must-see star. Turn, telling people years from now, I saw Leah Michelle in that role. So I highly recommend that. Uh, we have our Leopold Stodd brilliant play through the end of Ju- July 2nd is our farewell performance. And we have Parade, and let me remind everyone, which just won the Tony, with Ben Platt. And those of you who know Ben Platt from Dear Evan Hansen, he's giving an incredible performance along with his co-star, Michaela Diamond, who... Um, 23 years old and a absolute Broadway superstar. She's really just quite marvelous. And it's amazing because Wendy, I remember during the pandemic when Broadway was shut. Oh, that was, those were the worst of times. And I remember Wendy, like we're talking and we're like, oh, when is it? We we don't know when it's going to open. And when did it finally open? I'm trying to remember the around when it was, it was 22 or was it? Well, the and, first show that opened, the first one that opened, I was there. I was not involved with it, but I was in that audience. It was a lovely little, it was an interesting play called Passover. And Two-Hander was at the August Wilson Theater. And I will tell you, they could have read the phone book. I mean, it was a lovely play, but I'm saying it was so thrilling to be back in a Broadway theater. Granted, everybody masked up and we showed our vaccination cards. You know, it was it was yeah. not easy getting in theaters then, but it was blessed. And it was still a bit of a struggle because remember, if you remember, we had Omicron, which came in in December of 22. And that really was a big smack to a lot of shows, especially a show that skewed with a bit of an older audience because those are the people who justifiably you know, felt not as safe. Thank God it's over. Everybody's back at theater, all ages, local, tourists, internationals coming back. Broadway is booming, and we'd love to have everybody back to join us. Hold that. I just have to take a quick commercial break. I want to finish. I want to finish. Just hold on. We'll be back with Wendy Fetterman and all about Broadway. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. 
Tune in to Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Fortress Investment Group, LLC, seeks associate in NYC to analyze and evaluate multiple technological solutions, prepare reports detailing advantages and disadvantages, and recommend the most appropriate solution. Requires bachelor's or foreign education equivalent in CS, computer engineering, or MIS, plus five years experience evaluating multiple technological solutions, including analyzing user rec, researching solutions, and preparing business memos detailing advantages and disadvantages and providing final recommendation based on business needs hybrid minimum three days a week in office salary range 170,000 to 180,000 to apply email cover letter and resume to resumes at fortress.com and reference job code ARJ again job opening for associate at fortress investment group LLC email resume to resumes at fortress.com Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I've teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer for our AM 970 family, a Perillo tour with yours truly in attendance three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by yours truly, then fly to Sicily and spend three nights in Taormina. Next, Taormina's Godfather Tour. Visit the medieval villages of Forza d'Agro in Savoca. See the famous Barbatelli where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to Palermo for three more Four nights before flying home. A Perillo tour is a stress-free escorted vacation where you do not lift a finger. Call today, 800-431-1515, 800-431-1515, or please visit PerilloTours.com. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back with, uh, as I said, an icon, Wendy Fetterman. And um, Wendy, how do you, you, know, you have an eye because, you know, you have to, there's so many shows and, you know, investing in them. How do you decide? I mean, what what are some of the things that you look at? And how long? You've been doing this for how many years now? I believe this is my 17th year as a producer, although I was investing for years before. I had other businesses, and I also wanted to wait till my children got to a certain age where I felt really comfortable being able to be out at night. And getting to your point about how to choose shows, you know, I have to be able to I see things. I read them. I'm sent things. I go to workshops. I travel. You know, I go to London. I go around the country to smaller theaters if there's something new being presented. It It is really, you know, sometimes I just get a call from somebody that I've worked with before who goes, you know, I'm working on something. Listen to me. I'm going to send you some music. Tell me what you think or read this. You know, sometimes it's, it's, or vice versa, it's me sending it to a few people going, you know, I've been watching this. What do you think about it? 
you know, I, I think like I, I, I'm very fortunate that uh, from my mom's side of the family, I do come from a family of actors and was trained younger. So I, I know how to read a play and I know I understand music and material. So it wasn't a new product for me, but I had some business, my business experience as well. And it's just, you know, mostly sorts of sort of meshes. For me, the number one thing has to be about the art. You know, the, the, the work has to appeal to me. And as well as I'm also pretty much a target demographic, you know, especially for Broadway. And I also have to feel that there's commercial value to it. Again, there's a lot of wonderful work, things that I really, really like that are great when they are performed at smaller theaters or at places, again, that are financed differently. But I live in the world of commercial theater. Uh, you know, with keeping every, you know, we're paying the bills with our investors, myself, all of us. So again, I, I have to sort of try to keep my eye on this is wonderful art. And yes, I think it's going to have, there's going to be enough of an audience to make the whole thing work. Because when it all works, it's really wonderful. In saying that, I see everything, I go to everything, and there are wonderful shows that, again, are in smaller theaters, not-for-profit theaters, uh, a dance, experimental work that I love. It's just not the particular area of theater that I work in, what I admire and respect. But I, I really try to put, put it all together, and, you know, I'm very blessed that I, a lot of things do come my way. And sometimes it's not that it's not... I don't like it. Sometimes I just, there's only so much I can do because I have to give everything my attention. So a lot of times, you know, a few slip away. I mean, it's an investment and it's, a, you know, it's a high risk investment. I mean, you really are going on everything that you know and believe in, but, you know, one never knows. So it's, it's a high, it's, it's a risky investment. Okay. And you're just so good at that. Now, if somebody wants, but again, like with you know, like with someone like you, if they're going to buy a home or buildings, or they're going to come to somebody, they would have come to you, or somebody that's really been doing it, who you know has a really good, who's been around enough, and has a good idea of what what's right, what's trending, what are people looking for, what are audiences looking for, you know, with anything else. If I'm going to, if I'm investing in a, in, in in a market or anything that is not my you know, day job, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to some, I'm going to talk to the best. You know, I asked you for advice about something, you know, real estate wise a couple of weeks ago, great advice. Again, you know, you, you, you find people that, know, you know, know what they're doing. You know, of course there's inherent risk, but obviously there is outside of the fact that it's supporting this beautiful art form and artwork, there's a lot of money to be made when it works. It works really well because you're not only making money on Broadway, you've got national tours, you've got the smaller tours, you've got regionals, and then you've got international. Um, there were shows I had been put money in years ago that I'm still getting checks on. So there is a method to the madness, and it, it, it does really work. And again, like with anything else, I would say just invest with, work with somebody that you know, whatever the industry is, work with somebody that you know has a respect for for the, for the finances, but really knows their product well and has a real heart for it. That's my question. What if somebody wanted to invest in Broadway? How would they go about it? Would they call someone like you, or would how would they? Wendy at FoolishMortalsProductions.com. Yes, you have to find somebody. I'm well. I'm Wendy at FoolishMortalsProductions.com. 
I'm easy to find. I could be Google. I have a website. But in saying that, whether it's me or, you know, there aren't that many of us Broadway producers. I mean, a lot of them are my good friends, but there really aren't that many of us. I would just say if you go to a show, uh, whether if it's me or if it's another one of, of, of a producer, you know, look for names that you may see often that you've seen have been around, you know, that have, that have experience. But yes, there's, you know, come on board. It's, it's, it's a really, you know, the excitement of an opening night, the pride in saying, yeah, I had a piece of that. You know, I'll tell you how much I believe in the industry, Dottie. I invest in shows that where I'm not a producer. If I see someone doing something, whether in Broadway or London, and I just, I'll pick up a phone or find out how to get to them and go, I'd like to invest in that. And I've done very well as an investor, you know, as well as on the co-producing side, just as separately as an investment. I mean, I've got a little bitty piece of Hamilton, and I'm really happy about that little bitty piece. There's a fabulous, fun musical out there that everybody is seeing and seeing over and over again called Six, which is on Broadway. It's got two national tours going, and it's going and going. And I'm, I'm just a nice investor backer. I'm not a producer on it, and I'm extremely happy about that one. So again, I, I believe I believe in it enough to invest in my other people's products in the industry if I believe in the show and I believe in the person that's running the show. And I think that's the same in any business that we don't work in. If we're going to, you know, try out, put money in, go for a new product uh, that's not our day-to-day, go with someone who you know and trust. No, and that's, uh, that's what – if you're thinking of investing – in, in Broadway, there really is no better person that I know of to really no. ask. Okay, I mean, really. I mean, this woman has a track record. You've been doing this mostly your whole life. Your family was somewhat involved in this. I mean, this has been part yes. of, like, I mean, if I recall, your family was involved. I mean, you kind of grew up in this whole world. My well, my mother was radio. My mother was radio on Broadway and, and TV, Guiding Light. My aunt did theater, but then she went in L.A. and she was in film for many years. My uncle was the voice of Boris Badenoff and the Jolly Green Giant, every new vo- every voice in Disneyland, uh, and all the Pirates of the Caribbean, you name the ride, he was the voice. He was actually Tony Curtis's female voice in Some Like It Hot. So I certainly grew up uh, with a great knowledge of, of what it takes, what, what good talent is and what good entertainment is. You know, my go-to TV channel when I need to chill out is TCM, Turner Classic Movies, and I keep my fingers crossed I'm getting one of those great, juicy, old, big musicals. But, you know, my dad had a manufacturing and import business, so I also was fortunate to be exposed to business and spreadsheets and money. So I was mentored. You know, it wasn't something that was on my mind to be a producer. I went into the family business. My dad passed young. And when my son was two years old, had a play date, I walk in, there's this home, beautiful big Broadway posters. Turned out the dad of this kid was a Broadway producer, and he about that becoming my mentor, because he said to me, you know, you'd be a good producer, because you know financials, so you could handle the business side of it, but you have a real heart for the material. You understand it. You, you read music, you sing, you can read a play and get it. And again, I think that's like anything else that, you know, what's the amount of, you know, do what you love. And I got so lucky that at a certain point in life that my passion became what I do. You know, I, I get to go see shows for 
you know, I, I was sitting there at the Tony Awards and watching my show's numbers, my friends' other shows' numbers, and sitting there also as an audience member and just going, you know, being so grateful and in such gratitude that this is what I get to do. And granted, a lot of days I don't hear anything creative. It's all about making sure the deals are correct and a lot of other things. You know, there's a lot of business with the business of show business and getting a show and, you know, what, what my contributions are. Well, so, I, but I'm just in such gratitude for what the product is. And it makes so many people happy. It does. And by the way, when I went to see Funny Girl, there was not one seat in that theater. Not one. Nope. Not nope. one seat available. It was totally packed. And I I just remember how scary it was in the beginning. And then, of course, with COVID, people were a little leery in the beginning. But God, it's back. And, Wendy, I just have to say this because... On top of being an icon in your industry, you are a great mom, a great wife. And and no, 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 you know, it's very hard to balance that all. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's really, you know, hard to, to, and and, uh, I met all her kids and her husband, and they are a great family, a close family. And she manages to make time for that, too. And that, you know... That's not so easy. <laughs> you know, but that's what that's what counts in life, and that's why, you know, I, I did have another business, but I still did wait to, till the point where my daughter was getting ready for college. My son was at an age where he just really wanted his dad to check his homework. You know how boys get when they turn, like, 12 or so. It's like, no, yeah. Mom, I want Dad. So I'm like, okay, I, I can go out now at night. I can go to theater now. And it all worked out, and they're extremely supportive. My daughter's always my uh, is my Tony day. Once in a while, I bring, you know, my, my, my son and my husband comes with me. It depends if there's a, sport, a game they want to watch that night. They come with me to openings. Um, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're used to it. You know, I get in the car. Uh, my, hus- my, my husband has learned all about Broadway. He has the Broadway channel on Sirius Radio on. And it's really kind of nice. It's, uh, it's, it's given us something wonderful to talk about as a family. Not at all. And a great Thank you, my darling. You. you are really an icon. Yes. Love you, and I'm blessed to be How your you? friend. Love you, my friend. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. And everybody, we great guests, and I'm forward to The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.